Welcome back to the Rewind That Tape podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Stromboli, and we are back with another episode. Today, on the daily recaps, we start off in women's soccer. As everybody knows, the Women's World Cup is in full effect right now. And yesterday, America's favorite team played and drew Portugal 0-0 in a very disappointing game to finish second in their group. Now, we all knew about the U.S.'s streak of win, winning World Cup games was broken when they drew Netherlands, but now another draw for the woman, women's team, and they just barely make it out of this group. A lot to take away from this from these games, but the main thing that kind of jumps out is the, the criticism that the U.S. has been facing recently, and a lot of people are saying that they don't deserve such criticism, especially when former players are coming at them. But I I just don't see the problem with what every what everybody has said so far. I mean, to say that you guys are one of the best teams, if not the always the best team in the nation, and you are struggling. I mean, excuse me, in the world, and you are struggling to do basic things. I don't know. I mean, you can't see they're not scoring at all. Uh, they don't seem to be having any like terrific chances where you're like oh the goals just aren't falling in the attacking play has been super poor from the U.S. and usually this is a team that comes on the teams hard on offense and that's why they're able to stay ahead of them that's why they're able to get them in a hole early and the the offense just hasn't been there defensively impressive but offensively it's been extremely poor and it it makes you wonder whether they are going to be able to keep it going whether they're going to be able to uh win another game they play sweden next a far talented team and they could easily be out if their offense doesn't start going uh carly lloyd has been an advocate uh of bashing the u.s i guess but really people saying that it's unnecessary I, i think it's necessary i think you need somebody in the room to be like guys let's wake up and who who else can do that except for Carly Lloyd, especially with the experience she's had in this World Cup, how terrific of a player she was offensively for the U.S. Like, I think it, I think it's okay for her to be going out there and saying that. And I, I think it might wake this team up. Disappointed, yes, it, but is, is there positives? Yes. The defense for the U.S. has been outstanding. Teams aren't getting close to scoring against them in either one of their draws with the Netherlands and with uh Portugal but still you know there's so much only so much your defense can do they say defense wins championships and I think the U.S. as long as they keep playing defensively minded games they'll hold out other teams but you gotta score and uh 1-0 I, I just don't see it happening against Sweden they th- this team is gonna play well I think I think U.S. will need a goal or at least a goal or or, or an two goals I mean I don't think they can go the entire World Cup without conceding a goal and so far they've done a great job on defense and that they don't they don't have any goals to show for it so I mean except for the game I guess the 1-1 draw versus Netherlands but um I mean that that was just a mishap uh, otherwise they've been sound and you I don't think they can go the rest of the World Cup without conceding so I think the offense needs to step up eventually and uh Everybody's going to be trying to point fingers, but I mean, they should have probably lost that Netherlands game. Uh, the header by Horan just finds the net on what you could say is a lucky play or a motivation play. Anything can go into, into that, but the U.S. just 
there's no spark. It's a different team. It's a young team. And that's what I want to talk about next. I mean, is it the youth for the U.S. that's causing the problems? Maybe. Uh, not enough experience. That's for sure. We knew all of this going into the World Cup. But we just thought that this team, the way that they've played, the way that they've dominated the landscape, we just thought that Olympic a slip-up was just a one-time thing. But now... I mean, they're in the World Cup. They're in the biggest tournament that they have in every four years, and, and they're struggling. And I, I feel like part of it's media hype. Part of it's just this team is really young. Maybe they're not ready for this. But when you announce that, when every U.S. media outlet is saying they're about to get their third World Cup in a row, they're about to do something unprecedented in men's and women's soccer, it's a lot of pressure on a young team. It's a lot of pressure. So I think that this team, in order for them to step up, they're going to have to start scoring goals, number one, and, and they're going to have to relax out there. They got they got a young team. They have potential, and we all know how good this team is. They've been good in the past. They've been good. They've been good up to this World Cup. I think that they just need to wake up, and I, I see Carly Lloyd uh, motivating this team rather than people saying it's unnecessary, like how can she say this? I think it was good for the team. I think the team should respond to that. It's a veteran player that they most of these players know Carly Lloyd. They played with Carly Lloyd. I don't think they're going to go out there and complain like, oh, why are you bashing us? You're not even here. She has respect in that locker room, and I think her words will resonate with those players, but we'll find out when they play Sweden. Right now, I think the key emphasis for the United States is going to be creating chances. Give them a shot. Don't hold your defense to the win. Give your defense some some space. Um, like it, it can't be completely def- defensive and, and defense dependent. But I think the United States wakes up. I think they use this to keep it going, and uh, hopefully we'll see them in another round. Not sure. Let's move on to college football. The Pac-12 seems to be doing everything to stay alive, despite everyone trying to pick apart their teams. The Big 12 is trying to gain the Arizona schools and Utah, which might be working as the Arizona Board of Regents. Uh, they met to try to see if they want to move to the Big 12, but obviously no information's out yet. Colorado already got picked up, so that's another team down, and the Big 12 could be end, end up with four Pac-12 teams. I mean, from the Big 12 perspective, you lose OU in Texas, right? But now you go out there and you pick up four Pac-12 teams, Four other teams, they're not all from the same conference, but I, I would say four teams that have always had a spark in Houston, UCF, BYU, and Cincinnati. I mean, BYU and Cincinnati have been top 25 teams the past few years. So, I mean, you're gaining eight teams and you're losing two. I think the Big 12 are going to be in pretty good shape, to be honest. I mean, you're you're going to have 16 teams they're all pretty good. You just expanded out west. There's a lot of positives on the Big 12 side of things. And then you look at the Pac-12, which a lot of people are saying, just let it go, bury the hatchet. But they're going to keep fighting. If Apple and the Pac-12 agree to a deal, I think it will help long term. But from a consumer standpoint, how do you want to pay for an Apple subscription to watch your college football team every week? That just doesn't seem financially right for me. 
like from a consumer standpoint. Like I, I'm not a huge Pac-12 fan, but why would you want to do that with Apple? Because you're going to be paying more money. I mean, every game's not going to be free. And I know we're seeing more games on the ESPN Plus subscription, but at least that's one stop. At least you can get, if you pay for it, you get a bunch of other things through ESPN. And if you sign with Apple, you're getting MLS and MLB. Two of the, or MLS is like a dumpster league in the U.S. They still need a lot of work to start gaining ground, even even though Messi's there. And MLB is great. I, th- I think that was an awesome signing. But how much of it is really on Apple? I mean, you can watch MLB through your local cable subscription. And then when the playoffs come on, I know it's not going to be on Apple. I think the Pac-12 needs to do a lot, a lot of work if they want to save this conference. Because I could see the Big Ten poaching some teams. I mean, they already poached USC and UCLA. So, at this point, the Big 12 gets these last three teams, right? Who are you sitting with left? You didn't bring anybody in. You're you're just kind of sitting there hoping that somebody saves you. And Apple won't save you for at least, what, 2025, I think, is when you're finally going to see that that come through. So there's 12 teams in the Pac-12. USC is leaving. Washington's still there. Utah will probably be joining the Big 12. If any of the teams here are going to join the Big 12 that are left, it's Utah. They're right next to BYU. That rivalry is there. And it just makes sense to add a, another Utah team for the Big 12 uh, from BYU's perspective. Because you add BYU, you're already going to be in that time zone. It just makes sense. So there's Utah. Oregon staying. Oregon State staying. UCLA is leaving. Washington State staying. Arizona's trying to get poached. California staying. Arizona State's trying to get poached. Colorado's leaving. And Stanford. So out of the 12 teams that I just named, six of them are gone. So who are you going to bring in? I mean, who is there left to bring in on the West Coast? That's the whole Pac-12 idea, right? There's nobody. I can't think of a single team that would make this move. Uh, I mean, I think the Pac-12 really, they really should have jumped on the Big 12 when they had the chance. Right when OU and Texas left, they could have probably knocked, grabbed Oklahoma State or, uh, I mean, the Big 10 was probably thinking about it too, but you could have tried to grab some of those northern schools in the Big 12, and I think now it's time for the Pac-12. I don't think we're going to be seeing this conference much more. This seems like easy Easy takeaways. I mean, Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State. I could see that all going the Big Ten, Big Ten's way, and then uh, the California schools. I mean, Cal's never been that great at anything, so I could see that dropping into I don't even know what. Somebody will pick them up though, and then Stanford. They all move together um, somewhere else. <laughs> It's just a whole lot of nothing there in the Pac-12. You, you got nobody left that wants to deal with, with how mediocre your conference has been too. 
tell me the last time you heard like, oh, the Pac-12 is good at that. It's not football. It's not basketball for sure. I mean, those are your two main economic driving points. Who wants to join this conference? And I know the Big 12 has always gotten that football hate, but at least they had basketball. Probably the best basketball conference in in, coll- in college basketball. Yeah, I got nothing for the Pac-12. I- I'm trying to think of something that will help boost them, but the football has always been pretty mediocre. I mean, I don't remember the last time they've had a top team. Maybe when USC was around in their prime. I don't know. whole lot of nothing, but when I look at the future of the college football landscape, it's going to end up being the SEC for sure. The Big Ten should survive with USC and UCLA. And the Big 12 will be like little brother to those two conferences, but maybe they pick up some of these state schools out of the Pac-12. If that works out, I think maybe they're the third. And then maybe the ACC just starts poaching the rest of the Pac-12, which would be a ridiculous fight, by the way. Imagine Virginia having to go play at Stanford. You should go across the country on weekends and then send them back to school. That should be a scheduling mess. But for now, bottom line is Pac-12 is going to get buried. So wrap up for today. Well, actually, one more thing to note. Astros, no hitter last night. I didn't really want to get into it because we've been talking about Rangers and Astros already. So both of those teams have had enough of a spotlight, but no hitter for the Astros. And I think it was their 16th no hitter in the franchise. Congratulations. That's always a big achievement. So I just thought I should throw that out there. But wrap up for today, U.S. women's team is struggling, absolutely struggling to score goals. Maybe they have to pick it up. Maybe this is just how we're going to see them. We're going to see them take the men's role and just play a bunch of defense and hopefully one of your chances go in, but there is no chances to even start with. So that's where the U S needs to focus. If they're going to beat Sweden and second, the PAC 12 is ready to die. Take away their teams. Do not sign with Apple. That won't work for three years and you might not be a conference in three years. PAC 12 struggling. It's time for them to see their demise. Power five is about to turn into a power four. For the college football landscape. I can't wait to see how it turns out in the next two years. But for now, we'll have a five power five for the last year. Think about that. Everybody's moving after this year. This is the last year of the modern college football landscape. Should be a fun year. For that, for now, that's all we got. Make sure to check out our website at rewindthattape.com and our social medias on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll see you guys on the next one.